Welcome to the first ever Ubercast. I'm your host, Sarah Burr, and today I'm interviewing Cass Phillips from Web Wallflower. For those who don't know, Web Wallflower is, um, I mean, it's the go-to place in San Francisco if you want to network, you want to go to the right meetings. Cass kind of parses everything down and tells you what's actually worth going to. Right. Every two weeks I have a newsletter that goes out, and it's usually the top 50 events of the month that I think um, look the best, and they're also usually ones that I can get discounts to for my readers. Yes, which is really helpful because um, not only do you get a discount by following you, but also influencers pay attention to things that you say are kind of hot and they tend to go to those more often so if you pay attention to what you're saying right you can go with uh you can go to the places where most people or people that you want to connect with tend to go to exactly yep i'm one of the people on plancast that they'll they'll say kind of a top follower and so i'll keep an eye on where i see other top followers going we'll usually note those as events to include Mm -hmm. and so now you talk about on your website you are you call it web wallflower because you say you're an introvert. I'm definitely an introvert. Yeah. So how, I mean, as an introvert, that's that's one of the hardest things to do is to go out and network, uh, especially if you have a small business or a startup and you really need to connect with people. What would you say is maybe the top two or three things that you first would want to start out doing? Yeah. So normally there are, there are two things that go hand in hand. One, I set a goal each night, especially as an introvert. Um, before I even go to the party, I'll, I'll, I'll take an assessment of how I'm feeling emotionally. I need to know that I'm at least in a relatively secure space, and I won't even worry about it. I will go home and I will rest if I'm feeling really nervous or my kind of introverted anxiety is kicking in. And I won't beat myself up about it. I'll just say, like you said, there's an event every night. Tonight wasn't my night. That's okay. Don't beat yourself up. There'll be another event the next night. You're fine. When I do choose to go, I set a very small goal. Extroverts will meet 20, 30 people in a night. That's not who you are as an introvert. I'll set a goal of I want to walk away having had one interesting conversation and with three business cards. That's it. That's super manageable. And if I'm starting to feel stressed in the situation, I know that at the third business card, in theory, I can leave. Mm. I can just leave the party. I can leave. I can go home and I can kind of refill a little bit. Mm -hmm. So having those smaller goals is really helpful as an introvert that I just can walk in and say, I need to meet one person, just one new person. What also helps is to go with a friend, especially a friend who's well connected. I was lucky that I had a friend when I joined the industry um, who was already an extrovert, loved people. And what's great about that is you join the conversations they're in and you suddenly meet the five people they're talking to in that circle. Mm. And that's now five new people. And the next time you go to a party, you find one of those five people and you meet the five people in their circle. I only go into circles where I already know one person. So by now it looks like I know hundreds, but really all it was was one party, one circle, the four people in that circle and go home because I got burned out. And it was just a lot of those parties. Yeah, I've actually seen you in action and you don't look like an introvert. People say that and it's just now being lucky enough that I know enough people that my introverted nature doesn't usually catch up with me. It's also being a host of a party is great as an introvert, which is a little counterintuitive. It's that when I'm in a conversation and I start to feel my anxiety kick in, I immediately have an excuse where I can say, oh, I'm so sorry, I have to go make sure a speaker is ready. Oh, I'm so sorry, I have to go make sure the bar is prepped, Um, which gives me a really nice excuse to get out of conversations. And it's part of why I love being surrounded by people. um, And so being a party planner, I could do that, but still allow my introverted nature to, to exist. Yeah, so it's partly shyness, but also introverts tend to get drained by talking I to I get too many very people. drained by talking to too many people. Yeah, how do you deal with that? I leave. You leave? I do. You I, go recharge somewhere? Yeah, I do. Okay. You'll actually notice at, if you pay attention to me, which most people don't, as you shouldn't, um, if you pay attention to me at my events, usually every three to four hours I'll disappear for about 15 minutes, uh-huh. and I'll go into the speaker room and I'll sit and I'll have a cup of coffee. And I'll just sit there. And I've learned that it's just part of who I am. And again, my advice to introverts is not to beat yourself up about it, to Uh just learn it's part of your nature, that 
extroverts get energy from parties. Mm -hmm. An introvert is drained by a party. It's drained by a big group. So I've set safe zones in all of the events I host that I know I can go and I can sit and I can recharge for even just five minutes. Uh -huh. um, I, in theory, take a smoke break even though I don't smoke. I step outside, I lean against the wall, get a breath of fresh air, and then go back in. <laughs> um, and it's what I said about the parties I'll attend is I'll make small goals that I know I can finish in about an hour, which is like meet three people. Just meet three people, learn what their business does, get their business card, and then if you're feeling energized from it, go meet three more. If you're not, just go home. It's mm -hmm. okay. You met three new people. That's great. Good for you as an introvert. Okay, those are actually really good tips. And, you know, I'm actually a natural extrovert. I have no problem. I've never had a problem going up with pe to talk to people. Um, but my problem is... I start to get into a conversation and I actually don't sometimes know how to connect with the other person. Mm -hmm. So I start thinking, oh no, I have nothing in common with this person and now I'm stuck in this conversation and I don't know how to leave or I don't know how to you know, uh, connect with them. What would you say, what's, what's some good advice to maybe either connect or get out? Get out. Yes. There's, there's a couple for the get out, which is something I'm a pro at now. For connecting, the biggest thing is to listen, which is repeated over and over and over, but it is actually surprisingly hard to do. Um, I've found that if I'm actually, by being an introvert, sometimes it helps in connecting with people because they really want, people want to talk at you. They really want to talk at you. And so I got very good at feigning excitement about anything, um, just about any idea I can feign excitement. As I got more comfortable in my skin, I, I learned what I, I learned how to spot what I didn't like about apps. Or, or companies, and I'm actually very comfortable challenging people right in the networking event of like, well, how are you going to deal with this problem? Have you thought about this situation? Mm. And I've found that challenging without being aggressive about it is actually a great way to connect because it shows them that you're paying attention. Mm -hmm. and it shows them that you care about their app, and it raises an interesting question that brings the level of the conversation to a, to a new place. It's not just, what are you working on? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Everything's yeah. awesome all the time. It's actually to say, like, well, how are yeah. you going to deal with the scalability? Understand that you have to reach customers in, in multiple different nations. Oh, that's that's an interesting point. Yeah, well, we have been thinking about X, Y, and Z. And he's like, oh, well, you know, and it, it makes the, the conversation a little more engaging. So I usually come with a few questions ready that mm -hmm. I know are going to be conversation starters or I know will be a little bit challenging. Mm -hmm. For the exiting, there's a lot of fun kind of cheat excuses. The easiest is, oh, my friend just got here which you then just disappear into the crowd and they don't know who your friend was and your friend didn't actually get here. Okay. Um, another one is I frequently try to keep an empty glass for a long time and I can use the excuse of I'm going to go refill my drink. It was great talking to you. Um, and I frequently will not go refill my drink. Uh, I'll just keep the empty glass to use that as an excuse to get out. Um, sometimes I will also try to spot a friend across the room and either pull them into the conversation to try to make it a little more interesting or I will use them as the friend excuse. And then obviously you can always use the I have to go to the bathroom uh -huh. excuse, which I've also definitely used. The whole, like, it was great talking to you. Um, if you want to stay more professional, there's the easy one of, you know, it sounds like what you're working on is really interesting. This really isn't the environment for it. Just do have a card and I'll follow up with you later. Oh, um, that's great. And that's just a, a more professional sounding way than I have to use the bathroom uh -huh. um, to get out of my conversation. Why do you have to pee every hour? <laughs> right. Um, so that's one I've definitely used to, especially at my own events. It's just saying, you know, I, there's, I have so much in my mind right now. Can I just get your card and, and we can continue this conversation later? That's actually a really good leading point. So uh, we deal a lot with, I mean, we, we work in conference calls mm -hmm. and we deal in meetings a lot. And so when you're at an event, that really is not the time to really connect. Oh, it's definitely not the time. Yeah. So, right. I mean, what, how do you usually follow up after? Do you, I mean, do you often follow up after and then... 
um, how do you know the right person or the right approach to follow up after? Yeah, so for me, I actually follow up with every single business card that I get. Um, but that is partially because my business is to sell tickets to events. So I want to make sure I am superficially connecting with everybody I meet at an event because it means they've paid to be at that event and they might pay to be at my event. Um, so I, everyone to me is a potential client. And so every business card I get, I will follow up with at least two lines of, hey, it was great talking to you. I do a, a good piece of advice. I do make notes on business cards of where I met the person and what we talked about. Um, whenever I can. So I keep a pen in my bag, they hand me a business card, right in front of them I'll say, you know, SF New Tech, discussed social media application platforms, whatever. Um, so when I follow up in an email, just two lines, I can say, hey, it was great to meet you at SF New Tech, had a great conversation about social media applications, uh, look forward to seeing you in the future. Um, so for me, any business card is worth following up on. For other people, you should be much more targeted. Don't waste your time with people that want to pitch you something that you're never actually going to use. Um, the easiest way to do this is actually to leave without getting a business card. Just don't exchange business cards. Use one of the other excuses to get out of the conversation. Because if you give them a business card, they follow up. Mm. Um, if you are strong about yourself, you can give them the honest email back. If you know this actually isn't something that really interests me, it's not something I know anything about, so I wouldn't be a big help for you. Um, if I meet people who it seems are interested, I'll definitely send them your way. And I've used that a few times with apps that I'm just like, this isn't something I'd ever use. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't waste each other's time. And usually the person is actually relatively thankful that I told them that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, those are actually, those are really, really good points. Actually helpful for me, even. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're help. They're definitely come in handy when you have too many emails in your inbox. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, almost everybody in business has too many emails. How did I sign up for this newsletter? Who is this person? How did this happen? Yep. I don't know. Um, there are other tools that I use for that. But um, so we're actually going to be running this on Halloween. Oh, how fun. And so what would be, what's the hot events you would recommend if you're in San Francisco? You know, this is going to be nationwide. But if you happen to be in San Francisco, what would you suggest? So there's um, the Halloween Mansion Party. It's put on by Trendy Lime each year. I'm going to that. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, that's a pretty fun one. Trendy Lime does some great parties. Mm -hmm. um, bring a lot of the right people in fashion and design to their parties. Mm -hmm. um, I actually don't know the name of it, but people should look up the Halloween boat party. Every year, some company does a big party on a boat, and they send it out into the bay. That is the San Francisco, not tech, but like San Francisco movers and shakers parties. Like mayors will go to that one. It's also like a few hundred dollars. But if you have the money and you want to meet the people of the city, it's a boat cruise on Halloween that everyone gets all dolled up for. Um, I believe the day after Halloween, the opera also has a similar party, a little less expensive. Um, but they'll open up the opera and they'll do a masquerade ball. Um, and many of my friends will go to that. That ticket's more like 50 to 60. But it's just some of the most beautiful outfits you'll see. Um, they're not so much costumes as actual like masquerade gowns and masks and wine. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's a beautiful event. Even to walk by the opera and look up at the windows while it's happening. Um, it's, a, it's a stunning event to go to if you can afford it. I think that one is Friday or like a couple days after Halloween. Wow, really cool. Okay, well, Cass, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Of course, it was my pleasure. All right.